Well, good morning, good morning, good morning to whoever is listening at this hour. Right about now, it is after two o'clock in the morning. Welcome once again to a brand new day with Stephanie J. And this is truly a brand new day. You want to know why I'm up and what is going on? Then I would suggest you go back and listen to the podcast that I've just posted. WWW. Warning, warning, warning. When I go into explanation about why I am not asleep at this hour. And this one will not be lengthy like the other podcast was. I share some information from Omega Ministries, Pastor Gary Price in Atlanta, Georgia, a doctor being interviewed um, on the coronavirus vaccine. It's very informative. You can surely uh, go back and listen to that. And I just decided, because I'm, I'm, I'm a little weary, as I was... Um, Loading that podcast, it took a little bit. I had to go eat some uh, crystallized ginger, kind of help my throat out some. And so I was sitting there, uh, I popped open my Bible, I grabbed my message Bible off the table and I had a marker in between Psalm 119 and I sat and I read a paragraph and I was... um, listening to um a song that oh my goodness I just adored this song from the first time I heard it many 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 years ago called uh Midnight by Brent Jones actually I was just sitting here thinking um Several years ago, I went to a three-day conference over in D.C. Wonderful lady named Jennifer. I think I talked about this on another podcast. She treated myself and some other ladies from a church that I was working at. And I was also a worship leader over um, to a conference from uh, Ebenezer AME Church. And for the duration of that concert, uh, such artists as Byron Cage, Ernest Pugh, I wasn't familiar with Ernest until after, you know, the conference or, you know, there, but Ernest Pugh, um, Brent Jones was there and some other people. They had a lot of different, uh, women pastors because it was a conference basically for women. And so I had a chance to, uh, see them all, you know, minister, had a chance to take a photo with Ernest Pugh, you know, Jennifer knew them all personally because they all attended the church at that time. So we had a wonderful time, but, um, out of all of his songs, Midnight was always my favorite, excuse me, because I'm I guess starting to stumble over my words a little bit. I do know that I need to go and get some sleep. And so I'm going to force myself to do that after I shut this down. But something about, I mean, it was a beautiful melody. I heard 
it while a group was uh, doing a mime to it at my church back in Pennsylvania. And I just fell in love with the song. I had to go get it. I got the song and I would just play it over and over and over again. My kids would be like, mommy, please give it a break. They would, <laughs> they would take some of the songs that I played like that. And I didn't know it for a long time, but somehow those songs would miraculously disappear. <laughs> and then they told me many years later, you remember that CD you had? Yeah, we kind of put that underneath the record player and we, we kind of got rid of that. We just got tired of hearing it. But um, just the words to that song, the, the meaning, and if you could... I guess use your imagination like I do and you just really imagine God saying some of these very things to us how would it make you feel and so I thought I'd title this little short clip and I, I usually say oh I'm just going to be a little while and I end up being just as long but I'm not going to do that this morning I'm ready to shut it down so I thought I'd call this um, it's almost midnight and I want to offer up a prayer for those of you who could use, uh, a prayer. I was thinking earlier while I was in the car about Paul and Silas when they were in jail and the Bible tells us that they prayed and at midnight, the place where they were was shaken and it says that everyone's bands were loose. They were offering up praise and worship to God, not just focusing or looking at their circumstances, but the Bible says that they got free. And not only did they get free, the prisoners around them were also set free because of their praise and worship. That's a message for somebody. Or as we used to say in the church, well, that'll preach. That'll preach right there. You know, you can get yourself in a place and a position with God, even in your midnight hour. I don't sound like it. You wouldn't know it. But I'm in my midnight hour right now. And although predominantly everything is good, Pretty much in my life, I say about 90%. I'm good, but there is still some things that I am dealing with. There are still some situations and some of it, I just took my hands off of it. Some things I'm just weary of. Some people I'm just weary of and I put it in God's hands. So I don't have time to get there. I'm like Nehemiah in this hour. Some of you need to go back and read or acquaint yourself with the book of Nehemiah. There's a lot of strategy. There's a lot of wisdom in that story. I don't have time to get into it, but there's a point when Nehemiah went back to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem and the enemy was coming after and they were trying to distract them. Who am I talking to tonight? You, some of you like me, you have enemies around you trying to distract you from your purpose. But I'm like this, no devil, you kept me away long enough. You kept me down long enough. I prayed, I worshiped even at the midnight hour, just at the stroke of midnight, as I'm worshiping, the Lord set me free. He broke me free. And like Nehemiah, I don't have time to come down from the wall. I am doing the Lord's business. So all of that other stuff, all of that, the non-essential stuff, I left it and I put it in the hands of God. Some people I've had to go to God and say, listen, 
I wash my hands of this. Like Pilate said about Jesus, he said, I wash my hands of this innocent blood. Some of you need to do like me, dip your hands in that water and say, God, I put this person, God, I put this situation in your hands. I wash my hands of it. I am not going to keep going around this mountain. Who's hearing me this morning? I am not going around this mulberry bush. I don't have time for the craziness. I don't have time for people who don't want anything. I don't have time to be walking with anybody that's not going with Jesus. Case closed. And I'm leaving it right there. And so I was, um, I flipped my message Bible open and my eyes, I had a little marker right here in Psalm 119 and it's somewhere, this Bible doesn't have the, the verses number, but it's somewhere around, I guess the 115 verse. I fell my eyes fell on this and I read it out and I said, okay, this will be a good um, passage of the word of God to share with people who want to hear it. Not everybody wants to hear it. And I'm aware of that. I can't do anything about that. We used to say that old adage saying you can lead a horse to water, but you cannot make them drink. And I'm at this place in my life where I am no longer trying to spoon feed people. I am no longer trying to make people drink. I put it out there. You do what you want with it. I'm going to pray for you and maybe I won't. And some people are like, what? Maybe I will. Maybe I won't. Some people I have told God, some people I am not going to spend my time praying for not another year. Some people in my life I have been praying for year after year. Some people I have been fasting for, and I'm talking about a few people. I've been fasting, but you know what? I came to the conclusion. That's why I said go back and revisit the Gospels and see all the people that Jesus left and walked away. Jesus did not deal with everybody. He did not deal with foolishness. He addressed issues. He called people hypocrites and foxes and snakes. I hate that word. I hate that, that creature. But anyway, I said it because it's all up in the message Bible. And, um, yeah, he, he dealt with people and he walked away and some people he got in a boat and everybody's always talking about what would Jesus do? Jesus would do the will of the father who sent him. The Bible tells us his mission was to come and destroy the works of the devil. And he did that on the cross and he turned around and he turned that power over to us. And we're supposed to do something with it. Isaiah and also Luke chapter four tells us the mission. He came to set the captives free to give sight to the blind. You know, we have a work to do and a lot of us have been blindsided and sidetracked with the enemy. Yes, I said it. A lot of us have dealt with and walked with and fellowship with. And sometimes in some cases we have slept with the enemy. Well, I'm telling you, as I told you in the last message, I said, warning, warning, warning. It is time to wake up. It is time to get up. It is time to dust your knees off. It's time to stop crying over spilt 
milk and it is time to get on with the kingdom agenda. That is my vision for this time, for this hour, for this moment, for this season, for this year, as long as the Lord allows me to be here. My mind is fixed. My heart is made up. My heart is, <laughs> my, <laughs> we used to sing the song and I'm trying to think the lyrics, Lord Jesus, my, my mind is fixed, whatever. I, I'm just going on with the Lord. I'm just going on with Jesus. I'm determined like never before. And that's my position. And so what, uh, the message that Psalm 119 around the, I guess, 115, 114 verse, it says in the message version of the Bible, I hate the two-faced, but I love your clear cut revelation. You're my place of quiet retreat. I wait for your word to renew me. Get out of my life, evildoers, so I can keep my God's commands. Take my side as you promised. I'll live then for sure. Don't disappoint all my grand hopes. Stick with me and I'll be all right. I'll give total allegiance to your definitions of life. Expose all who drift away from your sayings. Their casual idolatry is lethal. You reject earth's wicked as so much rubbish. That's trash. That's garbage. Therefore, I lovingly embrace everything you say. I shiver in awe before you. Your decisions leave me speechless with reverence. That's a good word right there. I don't have time to unpack that. I want to lift up a prayer and then I'm going to try to go ahead and shut down so I can get some kind of rest um, so that I can be refreshed for my journey on this new day, just still, regardless of as to what's going on. And I have some things that, you know, I have to do and I'm asking God and I am speaking and declaring out of my mouth because the Bible tells us that we can do that. I, within the next 30 days, I'm believing God that everything that I am dealing with, every Everything that I need to take care of will align with the word of God and I will be done with it. It's time to lay some things to rest so that I can continue to soar like that eagle. I'm not coming down off the wall. I don't have time for it. I'm not making time for it. No longer do I care about the things of this world. The Bible clearly tells us, those of us who are believers, I'm only talking to true believers. Am I talking about perfect people? No, I'm not. I'm not talking to cookie cutter Christians, nobody but real believers. That's who I'm talking to in this very moment. <laughs> As for me and my house, 
We will serve the Lord. It is time to do as the word of God says and make our calling and election sure. I don't know about you, but I want to be found doing what I'm called to do. I want to walk in my purpose and my destiny in this hour like never before. I say it all the time. Because it's my true heart's desire. I know we put vision statements together. I know I've had all kind of trainings. I've done all kind of work. I've talked about that before. Secretarial, administrative work. Um, so many things that I've done. And we, for every position, you always have trainings and stuff like that. And so we've had to learn how to put systems together, put things in place so that people could learn how to come in behind us and, and do the jobs that need to be done. Well, we have such a system in place in the kingdom, in the body of Christ. And that manual that we operate off of is the word of God. And it would behoove you. It is crucial. It is necessary. It is important. It is, it's almost midnight. The clock is just about to strike midnight. Anything, I would encourage you, look very deeply at the relationships, the people in your life, the situations you, you are facing and you find yourself in. Look very closely and make sure that this is something that is conducive to where you are or where you're headed. The Bible says, don't be surprised that even Satan can transform himself into a minister of light. You best beware and be careful about who is in your life because some people are working for the enemy. Some people are in your life to pull you off track. The enemy comes only but to still kill and to destroy. So look at some of those relationships. Look at what's happening in your life, even if it's time being wasted. How much time are you spending on these conversations and these text messages and things that people want you to do, which a lot of times it is their agenda. It's what they want from you and check the tude when you don't, uh, comply with what it is they want from you. Some people only come to take, but I'm here to tell you this morning, I'm a living witness that God is a restorer. And for many of you, restoration is in view, but you may have to go through a process that I have been through a few times and I'm going through even now. You may have to send Lot away. Let me say that again. You may have to send a lot away. If there's a lot of strife and confusion in your life, you're losing a lot of stuff. You may have a lot. I did some podcasts on that. Um, do you got a lot and are you a lot? Um, and the Bible says after Abraham sent a lot away, then the Lord started talking to Abraham again. Maybe if you're not hearing from the Lord, maybe there's some strife and confusion. Maybe there's a lot in your life that you need to send packing so you can get back on track with the vision that God has given to you. He told Abram, look up. 
Now count the stars. See if you can count them. So shall your descendants be. Many of you like me are waiting on something or some things that the Lord has promised you. But because of some of these choices that we've made, some of these relationships, some of these decisions that we've made, we have missed it. And I'm here to tell you there is still time. There's still time to recover. It's late. The game may even be about to go into overtime. You better hit that buzzer and get back in the game before you lose it all. I'm going to leave it right there. And I'm going to say this prayer. And I'm going to get off this device and go shut myself down. Father, in the name of Jesus, I bless you. I honor you. I praise you, God. I worship and adore your holy name. Father God, there is none like you. I boldly state that claim on this morning. You are the only true and living God. The song says all of the gods, they are the work of man for you are the only God and there is none like you. The word of God says there's none in heaven. There's none on this earth. And so God, I give all honor to you. I thank you for life. I thank you, O oh God, as your word says, it is in you, Jesus, that we live, we move, and we have our being. As I was sharing with this listening audience, time is of the essence. And we know, as I said, now is the time. Now is the time to make our calling and election sure. God, there are many people who are weary on this morning. And even me, there are some things in my life that I am weary of, but God, I had enough sense to let go, turn it over to you. And I stand with assurance on tonight, on this morning, oh God, that you have it. And I'm praying for somebody out there right now that needs that assurance that you are there. Some people are dealing with things that are just overwhelming them. But I'm reminded of the scripture in Psalm that says, when my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. God, you are that rock. Father, you said in your word that you would be everything that we need you to be. You said that you would supply our needs. Father, somebody is in need right now. Father God, I ask right now that you would meet the needs of your people. Somebody is in need of a miracle. They need to know that you are still that miracle worker. God, somebody needs vision. Somebody needs insight. Somebody needs their minds to be enlightened. You told us in Romans chapter 12 to to be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. So I pray right now, oh God, that you would give your people a hunger and a thirst for righteousness. Your people would turn away as the word of God says from their evil and their wicked ways. Somebody's heart right now, grab hold of it and convict them, prick their hearts, Holy Spirit, bring them to their knees in repentance and let them turn back to 
you. God, somebody needs to make a decision. Somebody needs to let go of some things. Somebody needs to let go of some people, some relationships in order to walk with you. God, I pray that you would strengthen our hearts and the minds of your people and help them to be strong in the Lord and in the power of your might. Your word says it's not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. God, your people need to go back to hearing from you. We've been listening to so many other voices. So many years, people have been looking to man for what only you can give them. And I'm asking you, Father, to help them to make the transition. God, I'm asking right now that whoever is listening to the sound of my voice, God, they would hear your voice. Father, sometimes we know what we need to do. For whatever reason, we don't want to do it. There are some things we don't want to let go of. There are some people we don't want to let go of. God, this is my dog. This is my boy. This is my girl. This is my ride or die chick. This is my man. This is my woman. This is my mama. This is my grandmama. Lord, we've been down since we were in the baby stroller. They were with me through thick and thin. Thin, but God, sometimes it is necessary to walk away. Give your people the insight, give your people the wisdom, the strength, especially to see where the enemy has planted people in circumstances and situations in their lives to get them off track. Father, open the eyes of your people and let them make the choice, let them be wise. Let them be discerning. God, let your people turn back to you in this hour. It's almost midnight. The clock is about to strike midnight. It is so late. God, I'm praying and I'm warning your people and I'm doing the best I can, but God, I can only do but so much. I put it in your hands, oh God, and I'm asking that you would hear me, hear my cry at this hour of the morning. The song says, hear my cry, oh Lord, attend unto my prayer. Jesus said, Father, I know that you hear me. I know that you will answer. Your word says, before you call, I've already answered. Before we even speak, you already know. David said, you know what's on my tongue before I even speak a word. You know my uprising. You know my down sitting. You know my thoughts are far off. God, you are all knowing all powerful omniscient and I'm asking you oh God to reveal yourself to your people like never before let there be an awakening stir up the hearts of your people and let people begin to stir up the gifts that are inside of them God get the mess out get the junk out purify our hearts. David said, create in me a clean heart and renew a right spirit within me. God, you see all, you know all, you see the enemy lurking, you see predators all around, you see the enemy moving his hand. But I thank you right now that your word says when the enemy comes in and people always misquote this. They say when he comes in like a flood, Satan is not powerful. He's just cunning. He's deceptive. He's wise. He knows how to trick God. Your word says the spirit of the Lord will come in like a flood and lift up a standard against them. And so God, I thank you that your will will be done. No matter what you hold the power, Satan's not winning. He's already a defeated foe. 
So I pray right now as I'm closing this out that you will restore the faith of your people. You will restore the hearts of your people. You will restore the minds of your people. The enemy has stolen so many people's minds. Restore health, restore healing, oh God, from the crown of their heads to the soles of their feet. Bring alignment into the house of God, alignment into our government. God, your word tells us to pray for our leaders. I'll be here all night trying to pray for everything and every body that needs a touch from you. And so God, I just commit it all into your hands. And I ask this morning that your perfect will be done. I pray, oh God, that your people would rest on tonight, that your people would trust in you. We always say before we go to bed, you are the God of Israel who never sleeps nor slumber. So we will lie down and our sleep shall be sweet with angels encamping all about us. And I Thank you, oh God, that we are safe in your arms. And I ask these blessings only in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. That's going to do it for me, y'all, because I am, (laughs) I am weary. I am weary. But Psalm 119 says, every word you give me is a miracle word. How could I help but obey? Break open your words. Let the light shine out. Let ordinary people see the meaning. Mouth open and panting. I wanted your commands more than anything. Turn my way, look kindly on me as you always do to those who personally love you. Steady my steps with your word of promise so nothing malign gets the better of me. Rescue me from the grip of bad men and women so I can live life your way. Smile on me, your servant. Teach me the right way to live. I cry rivers of tears because nobody's living by your book. That's a prayer to pray. And I pray right now that as you're hearing these words, you will really ponder and contemplate your next moves wisely. Because as as sure as I'm sitting here, the enemy has a plan and he's working it nonstop. It's almost midnight, people. It's time to wake up. Good night.